everybody. We are in. We are in. We are in. <laughs> this week we've got a good show. We've got a good guy in. His name is Vinny J. Uh, stand by painter extraordinaire. Um, Vinny's good dude. He's worked on a lot of good movies, TV shows. Um, hey, you, he worked on Ali. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't worked on Ali? Exactly. Call us. Right. <laughs> right. And if you haven't been on, <laughs> we'll definitely get you on. We'll get you <laughs> on if you've been on Ali. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Vinny, good dude, man. Um, found out some things. Uh, he and I, we've known each other for over 20 years. Um, he and I, we were both preacher's kids. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we used to laugh. We used That's to, what's wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we used to get it. Uh, we used to laugh a lot and do some, you know, ah, good morning, Brother Spoon. <laughs> good morning, Brother Benny. How are you doing today? Mm, I'm doing good. <laughs> Did you guys do that on the walkie? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, like on Channel One. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So we used to have a really good time. Um, Benny, uh, really hardworking guy. I didn't know he had, he had lived in... Uh, Washington, oh, no Oregon. I'm sorry, he lived in Oregon, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, he lived, yeah, and uh, you know it's very cool. His his whole story about how he got started in the business is uh, it's very good. And then just to just to listen to how passionate he is, and he talks about the passion tax. Mm. You know, yeah, that's uh, we that's, all we all pay it to a certain exactly degree. Yeah, we all do pay that passion tax because you love to be in this business. But it's uh, it does. Uh, exact a toll. Yes, definitely does exact a toll. Yeah. Um, speaking of tolls, ding dong, the strike is dead. Ding dong, the strike is dead. The strike is dead. Yes, he said. Ding dong, the wicked strike is dead. Motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but you know what? I'm backing all those people, all those union people who are out there because if we ever go on strike. I want them to back us like we back them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and um, just because it's been hard, um, and just because it has, um, really, I think affected people negatively. Yes. Most doesn't definitely. doesn't change the fact on principle that I think, um, it was for a good cause. Yes. Um. It it just it it exacted a price. Yeah. Out yeah. of a lot of people in our our industry, and I don't, I'm not in the business of of deciding whether or not that price was worth it or not. But um, I hope it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it sounds like everybody got what they wanted, mm. and um, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, um, I know uh, next year, IATSE's coming up. They're three and the Teamsters. And the Teamsters, right. And yeah, you know, we'll need to get a Teamster in here and talk to us. For sure. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, mm-hmm. you know, that the the fact that the strike is over, I think, you know, a lot of people keep coming up to me, folks who know me, but don't work in the industry. Right. Um, they're like, oh, you know, you're back to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah things are good now, right? And I'm right. like, nah, man. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not like other. It's not like the UAW. It's like, oh, strike's over. We're going back to work tomorrow. Yeah. No. 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 Like I said to you, is it's not like the strike was over and all of a sudden everybody just starts lining up at the gate at Warner Brothers. We're going to start working tomorrow. No. no. It's not like that because it takes time for production to get to up get and, going. Yeah. yeah. It's like like 
uh, to use an analogy, like a production is like a train, yeah. you know, and it like an old school train, and it takes some time to build up a head of steam. You need, that's the reason why we have pre-production. Exactly. Anybody who's out there who does not understand film production, you young, you know, first-year film students, there are three phases. You have pre-production, production, and post-production. And pre-production is, you know, can, especially on a big, big movie or TV, TV show, show it know. can last four weeks, six weeks, Eight two weeks. months. Yeah, exactly. And right now, because we've been down for four or five months. Well, I mean, realistically, we've been down since the, uh, the writers went in May. The writers came back in October. And right. then the actors went in July, and they came back in, it just wasn't last week. Right. So that's like, realistically, like six, five and a half, six months. And there's shows, you know, there's, there's some shows uh, – uh, that are able to go right into it because they've been on they've been on for a while. Yeah, and they have you know they have their their uh, they have their bases. You know, it's all set up. It's like clockwork. Yeah, they just need to get going. Yeah, they just need to make a few. They need to make the phone calls to right. make sure everybody is ready to go. Right, exactly. But um, even then, that's still two to three weeks. It takes some time. Yeah, that's two to three weeks of of, of prep. Yeah. You know, and the writers just started writing. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been writing for what, about a month, maybe? Yeah. yeah. You know, so all of, in saying all of that, it, it, it's not, it's not like you said, it's not like it in other businesses where you strike one, you know, you're striking, and then the next day you say, oh, we're, we're done, and then you go back to work. Right. It just doesn't work for that for us. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of, to kind of use another analogy, it's like imagine if you are working at a construction site and there's a work stoppage. The, the what winds up happening is just that you take away all of the heavy equipment, right? You take away all of the materials and supplies. Yeah. You take away all of the permits. Yeah. You and and especially if, like you said, if it's a show that hasn't been going for a while, you need to do all the hiring again. Yeah. So it's like you may get the green light today, like we or like we got the green light about two weeks ago. You know, we got to get. All the truck, we got to get all the trucks back in. Right. We got to get equipment. all the supplies back in. We got to exactly. start hiring people again. Right. And especially if it's a, if it's a, like a film that was put on ice, that they, they haven't done anything yet. They're yeah. basically starting from scratch. So, you know, I, I interviewed for a job. Thank goodness already. There's no guarantee that I got it, but I did get, I get a phone call and I, I did a Zoom meeting. And it's all part of the process. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's like you, you learn that in this business that you have to be patient. You have to be persistent and patient all in one, which it's kind of like an oxymoron. You know, you're being persistent. Like I'm constantly out there looking. But you have to understand that it takes time sometimes. Um, so – I'm not um would I like to go back to work like tomorrow? Hell yeah. But, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, you st I still have to be persistent in in my search. Yeah. And and I think being patient is what keep keeps you being persistent. Yeah. yeah Cuz you you can get impatient. Yes. Um when you when you're trying 
persistently to look for work and reach out to people and, and things aren't coming your way, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, and, and once, and, and not the other thing is we have to look at is it's the end of the year and end of the year production is always kind of spotty. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, we're going to have uh, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and um, then, you know, we really only have like three weeks left to shoot. Because Christmas comes up. Yeah. So a lot of um, productions are probably going to wait until the beginning of the year. I don't know that for sure. That's just my thought process of being in this business. It's not your, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like every production that I've ever been on, things get really wonky in December because of all the holidays. And really right now, with it being November, December, Nobody's been working for months. You got to get things all ramped up. Yeah. I, I think productions are kind of hedging their bets. You know, I know the one production that I'm looking at potentially working on, I, I could see how if they, even if they get one week of production in that, that week, I think before the 22nd, mm-hmm. they've still bought themselves three weeks of production. Right. You know, because it, you figure the, however many, maybe two, three weeks of, of pre-production plus the one week of actual production. Like, they banged that out. Right. Um, maybe you do all the pre-production, but then it's why would you do the pre-production before the 22nd when most people, most productions go on hiatus only to then start shooting the first week of January. That doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, so it's like the, there is this weird sort of flux. It always happens. Yeah. Um, and, and, you, yeah and usually you don't, I mean, rarely have I ever come back and shot the first week in January. Yeah. It's usually, or no, I shouldn't say that. It's usually maybe not the first, it's not the, the beginning of the first week. It's usually at the end of the week, you know, and, and we come back and we prep for that part of the week and then we start shooting maybe the first day, the second week in January. Right. Right. So I, I think that's what what's going to happen. Um, but you know, like I said, there's there's some shows that are you know that that were close to ending. They're probably ramping up real quick so they can finish out the year. Yeah. And then I think like once again, I just believe that there's going to be a lot more shows coming up at the beginning of the year. You know. Yeah. So you're being patient. You know that you know things are going to start picking up. People are you know studios and production companies are going to start getting more confirmative. Yeah. Uh, is that a word? Confirmative? Uh, you know, have more confirmed <laughs> um, times and yeah. Yeah. You know, and, production uh, and schedules and, and budgets exactly. so that they can start so reaching can, out to yeah, people. Exactly. And I mean, you know, usually you start get they start reaching out to you early just to say, give you a heads up. So, you know, I'm still anticipating that and I'm also just, you know, reaching out. Hey, don't forget it, brother. Well, that's the point I think that we're trying to make, you know, especially for for all of those out there, for all of our our Midwestern cousins right. that I have to explain this to. <laughs> it's like, no, right, family I'm members not like, working. Right, yeah, or your friend's like, yo, the strike is over. The craziest thing was like when the writer's strike was over and my friends were like, oh, the strike's over. You're going back to work? I'm like, dude, the actor strike's still going on. Yeah. Oh, oh, so uh, that. Really? Yeah, you know. I, I didn't. Mean, I didn't hear about the yeah, actors. Exactly. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then, then I got the whole thing. Oh, the actor strikes up. When do you go back to work? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I mean, I'm you know I'm looking. I mean, because I I I didn't have a show, 
you know, because the last time that some, this work stoppage happened was COVID. And I, it stopped in the middle of a show I was working on. Yeah. So when we came back, I had a show to go back to. And then right after that, I had another show to go back to. So, you know, kind of worked out for me. But, you know, listen, it's this is a feast and famine business. And so you just have to you got to be patient, patient, persistence and patience. Yeah. Or patience and persistence. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, moving on. Yeah. Vinny J. Vinny J. Vinny J. I heard you told me mm-hmm. he's got. He's he's got work coming up. Yeah, he's going back to uh, yeah golf clap, Vinny. Golf yeah. clap. Um, he's going back to Oklahoma, I believe it is. That's good. I like I like you know I, I just like hearing that you know the ice is thawing, people yeah, are going exactly. back to work, things are happening. Yeah. So good and luck. You know, the other thing is, it's like you know if I'm gonna need some money, I'm gonna be calling Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny! <laughs> Yo, Vinny, they got room in that hotel room <laughs> yeah, exactly. in Oklahoma? Just kidding. <laughs> Vinny J. Vinny J is a standby painter. Yes, he is. J- Vinny J has worked on uh, Ali, where... Yes, that's where I met him. Spoon, yeah, you guys met. Yeah. Um, Vinny J has worked on a lot of... Um, Michael Mann's movies. Yes, you both yeah. you both worked on Collateral together, right? Yes, yes, we did. We both worked on Collateral together. Uh, we did um, Black Hat together, and Vinny just finished working with Michael on Ferrari. Ah, yeah. right. So that'll be. I'm not sure when that's coming out, but uh, Vinny was there over in over in Italy. Quite cool. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, I think you guys are going to enjoy listening to Vinny J. What he has to say. What he has to share. Um, so without further ado, here's Vinny J. Vinny! Vin, Vinny J, Vinny J, Vin Song. Yeah, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we have Mr. Vincent. No, Vinny. It's not. Oh, it's not Vincent. No, it's not. No, it's Vincent. V i n s o n. Oh, Vincent. J a e. J a e. Okay. Vinny J. Vinny J. V i n s o n. Vinny J. So, uh, Vinny J is a standby painter extraordinaire. I mean, the man. Nah, don't don't even, bro. I seen your ass and when in, in in the deep. Shit. Yes. The <laughs> motherfuckers are like, Vinny, we need to match something. <laughs> and Vinny's got his whole setup, <clears throat> comes in, boom, and makes it happen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Spoon. Thank you, BC. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Can't believe I'm sitting in the chair. Ah, why? Shit. Yeah, well, I've been, you know, once the PA got me into the green room, gave me the coffee, I was like, oh, man, this is so good. I, I knew Don't it was going to be like this. Don't listen to the man. <laughs> <laughs> Setting too, too high, ex, you know, expectations. Like, oh, being treated like a king. <laughs> did they park your car? Yes, they did. <laughs> Where? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't Cut, need to know. Cut to Ferris Bueller, dude. It's just <laughs> oh, so, Finny, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Man. Well, obviously, it's the strike, but... Yeah, it's the strike, and so I've been taking advantage of that. Yeah, Today, and I did it a couple of weeks ago, bike the strike. We got on our bicycles, went from Fox to Sony to Amazon over wow. to Netflix. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a nice 24, 25 miles ride today. When's the next one? Next Thursday. They're doing it every Thursday. I'm there. It's fantastic. Just call me. I, yeah. I will be there. Yeah. 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 Right on. 
So you ride bikes? I do. I do. Um, what kind of bike do you I got? just started. I got a Canyon, and I've got an old Fuji. My, my, I rode the Fuji today, the yeah. Cadillac. You haven't seen that one. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, the, those are the two. Nice. Yeah. Where do, you like to, where do you like to ride? I like to ride in Ojai, where I've lived for the last 35 years. Oh, really? And so did, hills. Did you, so you drove down from Ojai? No, 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 no. I got a spot in Inglewood. Oh, okay. I got a nice little apartment there. Nice. So you're L.A.? L.A. based? I am, yeah. I, I'm from here. I, I was born and raised, uh, born at UCLA Medical Center. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and my parents moved to Pomona, and that's where we were, you know, as a childhood. Um, Don Sparks was, lived in my neighborhood. Ah, get out of here. Don Sparks. Damn, I need to call him my Don. Fave. Don Sparks. <laughs> I didn't know you and Don knew each other. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Wow, wow. You, so you guys kind of grew up together. Right, right. Same neighborhood. Oh, get out of here. Okay. And uh, out there in Pomona. Uh, I moved to Santa Barbara when I was about uh, 15. Okay. Just learned to drive and do all the get into get into trouble. <laughs> As uh, Santa Barbara uh, until I was uh, 25, moved to Ojai. Oh wow! Okay. Right, and so I've been there a good long time. Right. 61 now. I know you're not supposed to say your age in the industry. Wow. But I hey, mean, that's where I'm at. You don't look it, bro. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, without hesitation, I do feel it. No, I love it. I love it. I'm glad I'm 61. I figure you're only 61 once. I'm having a good time. I'm go. really having a great time with it. There you go. There yeah. Go. So, what were what did you do as a kid? Were you baseball, football, basketball, soccer? <laughs> That's funny. No, I was not an athlete. I uh, I was a musician. Oh. Okay. Played trombone in in high school, in junior high, in high school. Got out of high school. I played bass in a in a metal band. For a couple of years. Really? Yeah. You, and, uh, no funk? No funk. <laughs> <laughs> can't, feel the, can't feel the funk. No, I, I was like a headbanger. Southern banger. California metal. Still a headbanger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still, I'm glad. Yeah. There's, love it. And um, and uh, that's what I did as a kid. Because, uh, you know, I tried basketball one season and it was like <laughs> the little guys who were running between your legs. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I didn't know anything about it and I wasn't getting coached apparently properly. Uh, <laughs> but um, I. Uh, I, I just I had enough after like two games. I was like, How okay. Old were you? I think I was about fourteen or fifteen. You're about fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah. How yeah old I was I, I was, I was uncoordinated. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know what? Yeah. Where's my cigarette? What a weed pipe. That's what Larry Bird was saying at the same time. Was like, All right, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And so that's that was the it for sports. I ran track once. That was enough. You know, I, I, I realized my brother was the athlete. I was not. I was a musician. I played right. trombone, got into bass, did all the fun stuff. And, uh, and that's what I was doing. Yeah, well, um, rock and roll star. Rock and roll. Well, not a star, chicks. but rock and roll. Yeah, mm, yeah. No chicks. Just, just, just <laughs> head, head banging, you know, re- <laughs> just, you know rehearsing every job, night. Not- yeah. Well, let, let me ask you, because um, I'm... I'm I'm into rock and roll too. I was into okay. metal too. Um, but this is your teenager in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. So what sort? What were what music were you listening to? What were your influences? Actually, you know, my influences vary from from gospel because I was I'm a PK preacher's kid. For those of you all who don't know, and so I listen to gospel. You know, I've got a sister who's who's 12, 15 years older than me, so. She listened to a lot of Motown. I've got a lot of Motown. Right. My brother was into jazz. I listened to a lot of jazz, you know. Um, and, and by the time I got in high school, I was marching in band, learning all these old standards, you know, and I, I love that. You know, I just mm-hmm. like music. And so 
But I feel like the gospel is what really got me headed in the metal direction because when the preacher gets it going, he gets the you know the froth of the the, 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 crowd. the crowd, you know, and then and then you know they you know and they just start going and it, it, it right. this fervor starts you know, and I was like wow and when I first heard metal I'm like home I'm home <laughs> wow you know, I never thought about it from that but that is so true it's right oh just add the double kick you're in you know. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. A, and, and I still, you know, feedback and hi-hats are like my favorite sounds. I, I, I can't get enough of that. Wow. Yeah, so I headbang. I was just at a Mudvayne concert where I was <laughs> lost my cool sunglasses, moshing, you know. <laughs> God damn it. I, but I love it. I just love it. So how did you get into the business? What, great, great. Or what did you do before you got in, and then how did you get that? Okay, you? cool. Yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, I'm a house painter in Santa Barbara. And how did you get that job? It was great. I was a security guard. So now I'm at now I'm 18. Right. I'm a security guard right. at night. You know, I've got roommates. I'm sleeping at night. I'm sleeping in the day, working at night, and our apartment is getting painted. And uh, the guys spray it, and I wake up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I wake you up here. You want a beer? I'm like, Yeah. You want to smoke some weed? Yeah. Wait, what kind of job do you have where you can smoke weed, drink beer? Ah. So I, so I wound up working with that crew for like three years. I learned, you know, from from people who had been, um, you know, trained in, in trade schools it, from back east. These guys really knew painting. And so I learned from these guys. And um, and I'm, you know, moving ladders, drop cloths, shielding, spraying eventually, you know, but I from the ground up, I'm painting. And really nice high-end homes, Santa Barbara, Montecito, right. really nice shit. And I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and then uh, I, I learned faux finishing. I, I learned how to, you know, uh, do marbling and, and glazes, oh, wow. wood grains. I went to a couple of night classes because I did not do college. I did very little. Right. Uh, and um, so I, I learned these, these skills, and I, and I practiced and learned with these guys who were, you know, going to these night classes with me. And uh, I got married, and when I... My wife and I decided to move to Oregon in 92. I'd already been painting for 13 years as a house painter. Oh, wow. I, was, I became a contractor. I was, you know, running shit. And then um, in Oregon, uh, I wanted to get out of painting. It was, it was what a grind, you know. And, um, and so I, I, I um, while looking for work, uh, a friend of my wife's, uh, Ray DiCarlo from Lake Arrowhead, great guy, um, production designer, uh, said, hey, I've got, you know, this show. We're making this bomb crater inside of a, a, a parking structure that we, uh, you know, we needed to paint it black. So I brought my sprayers and sh- 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 it was a piece of cake. And he was like, wow, you're so fast. You know, stick around. We've got so much more for you to do. Really? And, uh, and I did. And uh, one thing led to another, to another. And I, I was in the industry just like that, just boom, 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 boom. You know how they snowball on you because yeah, yeah. you do one show and then you that one wasn't union, but the next one was. And I, right. I, I did, but that was just the question we were about to ask. So, how did you get into the union? Did they just well, that was in Oregon, so uh-huh. I got into Oregon's union first. Ah, okay. Uh, I got on a show with uh, her name is Charlie, and she was my mentor, Charlene Bright. Um, I love her. Uh, she passed away in 2016. Sorry, uh, me too. Uh, but 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 she uh, she she held my hand through a whole lot of things. You know, she uh, introduced me to L.A., but but she got me in the union in Oregon because she was living there. She had a house in Newburgh, and we 
the shows that came to Oregon, you know, Warner Brothers came once a year. It was one of those unions, you know, 488. It's an all-encompassing. Right, right, right. What sort of stuff did you work um, during that time up in Oregon? What sort of stuff were they shooting? Uh, A lot of uh, made-for-TV movies, Uh uh, movie of the weeks, that kind of shit. Okay. A couple of commercials. Gotcha. And uh, and so I I got on with Charlie on Nowhere Man. It was a a, a Disney feature or a Disney uh, series. Uh, And uh, Bruce Greenwood was the actor. And, uh, and so with that, um, you know, it just kept going. Charlene moved back and forth to Oregon, from Oregon to L.A. And uh, she said, hey, I need you to do, you know, something in Utah for me. And pff, I'm there. You know, oh, okay, we got this thing coming up in L.A. And she got me in to the union here by, you know, uh, first show here was American History X. Oh, right. That was, right. That was, that was a long time ago. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn, that was forever <laughs> ago, man. But that, been, that was, uh, it was uh, yeah, that was, my memory. That was uh, uh, Norton, right? Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Yeah. And yeah, white supremacy. Right. One of the worst. One of the worst scenes in that was when oh, he God. put my man's mouth on the on the, the uh, curb. curb and then he stomped. Oh, yeah. oh, I was oh, like, oh. damn. That is some shit. It was a tough one to watch, yeah. But uh, but it was a great one to work on, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I remember the rubber curb that we right, did, right. we painted to make it look like concrete, right, you know? right, right. It's one of the things. Wow. And yeah, so right. So you were there. You I were you, right there. Right there. Yeah. I but I, and then um, so Charlene had me. Were you the standby painter? I then? was not. Ah. So I'm getting to that. Okay. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Shut the okay. fuck up, spoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. But um, but that one got me in the union. I had enough days worked. You have to work thirty days in the painters' union to get mm-hmm. in. It's unlike you know transportation. Who you know I don't know. Everybody has their different ways. Right, I was yeah, listening exactly. to you talking to KTLA about you know doing the the. <laughs> you uh, don't, don't don't join the GGA. It's like, we're, we're talking right. years, not days. <laughs> yeah, thirty days, and uh, and and it's hard to get those thirty days depending on who you know, right. what you don't know, and but and what you know. Because I I came in painting. I had great skills, or I had good skills. Good skills. Charlene had great skills, and she showed right. me a lot of beautiful techniques. And everybody, you know, it's shared in the union. You know, there was apprenticeship programs. There's not that anymore that I know of. And maybe their Disney has one at their lot or something. But wow. it used to be everybody came from a lot. Charlene was a universal person, and there were people who were Warner Brothers and people who were Disney, and that was just what they did. That's how they came up through those right, they, right, through right, studios. Right. Exactly. Um, and we. Um, did a number of shows, and she finally uh, said, hey, Vinny, I think you're going to enjoy being a standby painter. Uh, Charlie got me into that. She said, here, we're going to do uh, Cruel Intentions. It it was Cruel Inventions at the time. You know, they always have a funny uh, shooting title. But it was Cruel Intentions. And uh, and I came in and, you know, futzed around. That was, you know, 1997, playing around with that. My, My next one was Payback. You know, doing payback reshoots. Wow. Uh, Mel Gibson. And yeah, his, yeah. Exactly. And I think we shot the whole movie again in, the, in that two weeks. You know, we were <laughs> we were all over the place. You know, it was had Pedro. Right. You know, Universal. We were everywhere shooting that. Right. So now you have to. So I, I've seen your major kit. Did you start off with a major kit, or did you just build upon it as you? It's, you call it a major kit. I call it the magic cart. My bad. I, no, it's all good. I like the magic cart. I, and and, and that is. was the year I, I had it built. There was a grip in Oregon who uh, I went to his garage. He had me cutting the metal while he was welding it together. And it was this beautiful little little cart. Right. And uh, and he, he used you know milk crates in it and so forth. And I took it away from him and 
brought it to L.A. I was so excited to have this card. I painted it blue. You know, it was <laughs> it, it had all kinds of different uh, different uh, looks. But now it's black. I just right. made a new one. But twenty seven years I used that card. Twenty six years. Wow, uh, it's been it's been a great card, and I've I've been dialing it in every show every year. I've added boxes, removed boxes, added a drawer with you know to store stuff and work on it. It just it's just become a, a you know an extension of me. Right. And right. I, and it has everything I need, you know, the air, water, paint, brushes, guns, tents. Is that standard practice? Because like like I think about say for instance a sound mixer. You know, sound mixer always has their cart. And yeah. it, it's it, it varies because they're sort of their own cart. But is that standard sort of practice for standby painters to have this magic cart, if you would call it that? It, yes. And I just did a show. Uh, we, right when the actor strike hit, we had to stop. But we were on Twisters out there in Oklahoma City, and we had a first and second unit going. And myself and Aaron, the other painter, were out there, and I, I got to see his cart, you know, because first unit, second unit might be on the same location for a day or two. Right, I was right. like, oh, here's your shit. Cool. Oh, okay, that's how you work that. <laughs> but, but, but generally, we don't get to share like that. We don't get to see, I don't get to see him. He doesn't get to see me. We're right. it's just one person. So you kind of figure out what you need and put it together the way, you know, the best you can. I've put mine together in such a way because I'm, you know, I'm organized. I've, I, I, I can build, so I, you know, I've made cabinets and drawers and such, and it it just works really well for me. I know exactly where everything is, where the clay. I can I can go in at night. You don't have to see. You know, I know where it is. Because <laughs> right. uh, yeah, sometimes you're in some places that yeah, you can't see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I so. guess you probably you could say it's sort of like an artist who has a mobile studio. Exactly. You know, right. you have your mobile studio, and my studio works. I set my studio up the way that works best for me. Right, exactly. Yeah, just like you have your equipment in here, and you know exactly. You know, if the lights went out, you'd know yeah. where to touch to yeah. turn it down or whatever. Well, I mean, my my studio is my backpack. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have certain. It's very mobile. Yeah, yeah. It's very mobile. <laughs> uh, and see, and I need. I have to have a compressor because I'm gonna. Sometimes the director says, "Hey, I need." a whole lot of stuff painted or that we got to age all these cars or something you need air you need to be able to blow or you can just be on a location like this office and we only need to spray you know small items i can use my my co2 tank and i've got air there so i can i've got different ways to do different things mm-hmm. airbrushes in the event you know somebody touches the cake and the icing comes off and you have to you know oh spray that out and make it look good I did that on Sex in the City. This <laughs> PA, or it wasn't a PA. It was a you know extra, extra, extra. Oh, is that real? It was a penis cake from <laughs> from you know uh, 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 like at the hustler store. We got this cake. Is that oh? And it's right off the head, he takes off the the pink. I'm like oh. <laughs> so now you got to paint it. Yeah. Diddy, right. We need the dick painted. Yeah, paint the dick. The dick painter. Where's the dick painter? <laughs> So we got the penis paint. <laughs> Make sure you got paint, the penis, penis paint. paint, 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 paint. Ready to go today. Put it on the call sheet. It's in the notes. That would be hilarious. <laughs> penis paint. Penis right? paint. Yep, oh, yep. Touched by that guy. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's funny. I like to think of that show, uh, Sex and the Sea. And it was right before we did Ali. Ali. Oh, right? Okay. It was, it was, so it was 2000. I had just finished uh, Rat Race. <laughs> People go, oh, dude, wow, you I worked on Rat Race. Yeah, yeah. I, I, somehow we, we must never, have, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, second I was second unit. unit. See, that's the way it works. Exactly. I was second so, unit, Rat Race. Do Rat Race. We finish that show. I get to, to Charlene, 
my girl, right. says, okay, we, we, I'm on my way to the Playboy Mansion. I'm on the top of the world. I'm going up the 405 on going Sex in the City. Oh, nice. On my way to the Playboy Mansion. I'm, I'm in heaven, right? I'm about <laughs> to go and see some good shit. I'm on my way. And she calls me and says, oh, we're going to go to, you want to go to Africa? We're going to do Ali. I'm like, what, what, what? I got off the phone from that conversation and just screamed to the top of my lungs <laughs> wow. on the 405. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, Will Smith, Africa, Michael Mann, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah there had been I met, a movie. Yeah, of course, exactly. and it, is, it is an iconic movie. An iconic movie. Yeah. And it continues to be you know, one of the, 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 the highlights of my life. Africa for six weeks. And then another month after that, that was just a shooting. And then my family came. We we toured, you know, different countries. Got to meet Nelson Mandela. Della, to, yeah. I was oh, with Spoon wow. that day. Wow. <laughs> right. All right. So so I'm I'm in um well, it was Hyatt yep. in uh, Joburg, right? So I come downstairs and and they've got it, my flight doesn't leave for like six hours, so I just want to hang out. So I I go and I put my uh, my bags away and there's this parade of just magnificent looking people and 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 dignitaries and I'm like I was like oh what's what's going on? It's like Mandela is coming. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> it, was like, it was like Mandela is coming. This is in the airport? No, no this is at the, the hotel. Oh yeah. at the hotel. Yeah. So then I'm looking and all of a sudden I see Vinny J and the, the wife and the kids come walking in. I was like, yo he was like, yo what's up? <laughs> I was like, yo Mandela is coming. Oh yeah, we were right there. Yeah, wow. we were yeah. right there, dude. We stood at the back of the receiving line and met Nelson as nice. he came through. I've got a video of him giving my daughter a nookie. My daughter's seen it. My daughter, of course she's seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see it. Am yeah. I, is my hand in there anywhere? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, but, you know, that, that reminds me. Uh, the first time I got my daughter on set, I talk, took her with me. I just had to pick up a check. They were shooting a, some sort of either promo or music video. Tommy was the DP. Uh -huh. um, and Spike Lee was directing. And I had done this, like, edited some behind-the-scenes audition material. And I was just going to the producers just to pick up the check. And I had my daughter in tow. And I was like, hey, do you mind if we just check out, walk on set? And uh, they are like, yeah, 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 sure. So my daughter, who's, like, I think she was 12, mm -hmm. had never been on a set before. And it was a Mariah Carey, um, Mariah Carey music <laughs> video. So my daughter is like close enough to smack Mariah Carey in the head. I always say it that way. She's, like, she's close enough to smack her in the head. And she was just like, who's that person who just keeps following her and brushing her hair? <laughs> I was like, they got to make sure her hair looks good. <laughs> it was like, but yeah, no, I, those, those moments where we get to be in the right place at the right time and our kids get to be there with us and yeah. they get to see a bigger world than... Yeah, yeah. Same thing, my daughter. I'm right. you know, Burlesque, Cher's about to sing. She's got on these beautiful, beautiful gray knee boots, Christian Louboutin with the red... Soul, you know, mm -hmm. and they're like, no, 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 no. She's supposed to be poor. She can't have the red soul. We gotta do something about <laughs> standby painter. I run in, you know, I, I and I have some vinyl because I'm not gonna fuck up these boots. Right, right, they're right. nice. Wait, so I, I, I get the little vinyl, slip it on the bottom there, cut around it with the, with the, with the razor blade. My daughter got to stand and watch this whole thing take oh, place nice. and we hand them back to the wardrobe department and the you know, costume department. Yeah, <laughs> don't say scripted wardrobe. Yeah, she'll come for you. Come, oh man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just want you to know I got respect. I'm trying to. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, but 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 yeah, and then scenes done. Get to peel that off and back to the boots. They you know, 
wow. that she brought. I, I love that story because it was my daughter got to be on set with me and watching the right. down. Right, yeah, watching it's like, yeah. oh, so it's that's how cool. Dad makes. Yeah, those money. are great, great yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Ali, which was great. What did you do after that? You worked on a lot of a lot of Michael Mann movies. I, I have. I've you are. Right. I've done right. like six or seven of his features. Was Ali the first Michael Mann movie you worked on? Ali was the first one. Ali was the first. So and then we did Collateral, Miami Vice, Miami Vice, Black Hat. Just most recently, Ferrari. I was just there in oh, Italy okay. last year. I just saw it a week and a half ago. It was oh, wow. fantastic. I, I, really? I always want his movies to do well because they're all – he's had some amazing movies. You yes. Know, as have so many people, and I'd like for that to, you know, to, to show with, with me doing the painting once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been a fan of Michael Mann since uh, Manhunter. Wow. Yeah, and, Manhunter, uh, I yeah. saw Manhunter. I mean, I was, I was young, but when I saw it, I, I was just blown away. I was and then we also did Luck. Which was the, Not, oh, the, the TV the, the show? TV, oh, yeah, HBO. Oh, yeah. You know, Dustin Hoffman. So I've had I've had a couple of Spider Man. I did you know back in two thousand three and six. I think it did Spider Man two and Spider Man three. Wow. And okay. then and then if you live long enough, you get to do Spider Man three again, which I just, <laughs> <laughs> which I just did. <laughs> and then told me you know like a day off, right? Huh? <laughs> and then and and, and um, same thing with Haunted Mansion. I did Haunted Mansion the first one with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. And I just did another one with right. uh, you know, wow. right. And, uh, well, it's really funny well. with kids. You know, I was with Eddie Murphy uh, on. Um, Daddy daycare, and it was all kids, you know, and we were all, and there was, uh, I would take this, the, the, the main kid, his son, playing his son, he was probably five, and I'd grab him by the thigh and by the chest, and I'd put him way up over my head and fly him around the set, you know, <laughs> and then he'd put his arms out and fly like Superman. <laughs> I, I wonder where he is right now. He's probably like 25, right. you know, he's, he's, 30, he's like, you know. Where is Vinny? <laughs> I'd like to see him, like, you know who I am? You don't know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm that guy that used to fly you fly around, around set. set, right? Pick me he up would again, blow him away. <laughs> Yeah, but, but the stories that, you know, just come from all these movies that we get to do and all these locations we go to and uh, we get to see some great stuff. One of the, I guess one of the questions I've always had is what, I know it sounds like a pretty straightforward question, maybe a a kind of mundane question, but what does the standby painter do? Well, there's a lot that we do. Um, The painter, the paint department shows up before the crew gets there, before the shooting crew gets there and they, they, you know, they may add a wall here paint it out to match the rest of the walls. And that wall is one where they're going to, uh, you know, we'll shoot it this way and then they'll punch a hole in that wall or wild that wall and 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 uh, and put the camera where that wall was so to get the reverse. And then they put that wall back because I, inevitably they need to shoot it again. And now we've got a seam here. We've got a, we've got a seam in that corner. We've got to match or put the seam together where the wall meets the ceiling. Uh, if there's cables on the carpet from, you know, shooting digitally or whatever, then we I, I tape up those and make them look the color of the carpet or the wood floor. Um, there's a, there's always a need because the place is so clean that we, we need some age on the doorknobs. And, uh, now, and age, what, is, what does that age, mean? Age, it means take some wax and some dry color or some coffee grounds or whatever you have nearby, some dirt, and put it 
on this table so it doesn't look so clean. So make it look ah, age, make it look right, weathered, right. make it look, it, make it look used. Yeah. Right, right. We got cars that we have on a, on a show, and all of a sudden, you know, they just got them from a rental agency, and they're sparkling. And, they, <laughs> right. and, and, we're, and you know, we're on the dirt roads, and we can't wait for the cars to get dirtier and dirtier. We have to get them dirty right now for the first shot, for the first take. And so on. So in, there. in that scenario, are you using paint, or are you using, like, a duster? No, see, I, I use dust and dusters. And Sometimes I use paint. Depends on if we own the car, because sometimes if we've got a, a stunt car and it, it's you know it's going to be, it, it doesn't have to be returned to an owner. I can put paint on it. Once upon a time in Hollywood, we were on that. We had this big yellow Cadillac. You did once upon a time in Hollywood. And you know I did once upon a time. No, I didn't. I've done a couple of Quentin shows. Damn. But come on. I'm Vinny J. Vinny J. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Who am I talking um, to? I'm talking to Vinny goddamn J. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have done that, though. Because right. what a great crew. What a director. What a pleasure. Right. And um, we're shooting that big yellow Cadillac that they've gotten once. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know... Uh, Bob Richardson, our DP, you know, he's, he's going to, I'm going to see myself in the side of this Cadillac. What can you do? So I've got to make the Cadillac dull. I got to make it the same color as the Cadillac. So you don't see it. Wait a minute. Why is this color, this Cadillac white? You know, so, <laughs> and, and it's got to be dull and it's got to be even. So you don't see it at all. And it's got to be quick because it's always got to be quick. And how long did you have to do that? Like, yeah, you get 30 minutes, you 40 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, you make yeah, it happen. Go. And you, <laughs> know, you don't have time to mask it. And, you know, you got to spray it and then come back and wipe the comb to make sure that the chrome's okay. And, and, and we owned that car. But I still needed it removable because we're going to shoot it again tomorrow and it's not going to be dull. We're going to see it from a different angle and we're not going to see reflections of ourselves. So you, you used like a water-based uh, tempura type paint or something? Sure. Sure. This is not where I'm going to give away all my good secrets. <laughs> <laughs> we got proprietary. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I use a tempera. I use a lot of things. That I, there's a lot of ways to achieve, you know, a lot of ways to skin that cat. And so we we do what we do. Mm. My magic card has what I need, you know, and I get there and I, and, you know, uh, maybe I won't have the compressor, so I got to get the CO2 tank and just start spraying. Sometimes you don't have time to go get the compressor. But with a car like that, you want the compressor because it's just it's right. a, a bus. You know, you're spraying the whole. It's like a wall. Right. So, so I'm understanding the magic card is kind of like the magic castle. You don't give away the tricks. No, we don't give away our tricks. You know, although I would love to do the mentorship of some sort. You know, I wouldn't mind. I'd love to have somebody who was really interested in it to come and and you know not only walk around with me for a couple of days, but to actually have somebody that I can show. You right, know, someone who's going to really thing. yeah, yeah exactly. right, and it might happen if I'm. Um, you know, getting closer to retirement, I don't want to do standby. I don't think I'll ever not want to do standby painting. Right, right, uh, right. But it'd be nice to be on a crew where I could be, you know, side by side with someone and show them, yeah, this is what we do. This is how we do it. We've got to think this fast. Because Charlene taught me how, you know, that fast thinking, we don't have no time. Of course, I can do it was always the answer. And get it done. You but know? You, wanted to, you wanted to learn. And I think that's what you're saying is you want to be working with somebody that really wants to learn. Yeah. They, yeah. They're, they're already committed. Right. They just want to really learn the craft that much more with you. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I don't know everything, you know, but, but, I, but I know a lot and I enjoy what I know. I, I, I love the craft. You know, I've always loved painting from day one, from back when I was painting with that paint crew and, you know, moving drop cloths and jumping from ladder to ladder. And I, and I still want to do that. I, I don't. I don't. But I <laughs> right, can. <you're> right. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy it, and I'd like to, you know, share that love with somebody who else, someone else who who loves it, someone who 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 really likes putting the paint on. I went. I went to art school, 
and I went to art school thinking I was going to go into painting. But, you know, I, I was very much into drawing and painting, some abstract painting. Is it necessary to have that sort of artistic talent to do what you do? Great question. I, I don't, uh, I ne I'd never called myself an artist uh, until maybe 10 years ago started. Oh, yeah, I'm an artist. I had dreadlocks and I started to look like an artist, you know. <laughs> but, you know, if it walks like a duck and acts like a duck, it might be an artist. <laughs> but I, 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 but you know, I'm a painter, and I and I introduce myself as a painter um, because I because that's how I feel. Uh, but but I I have to mix colors, I have to uh, I have to blend uh, colors. There, and I have to do it fast. You know, that's artistic. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, it helps to have an artistic flair. It helps to have, uh, uh, you know, uh, an interest in art. But I don't, I couldn't tell you who painted that, you know, in that gallery. I, I'd never been that guy. I, right, right. I don't do the museum thing so much. But, <laughs> you, I mean, you do have a craft that, at the same time, you need to use your imagination. Yeah. You need to be creative in your problem solving. And you do it at a level that is highly skilled and gets the job done at a high quality. Yeah, but sometimes we don't have, like, the. <laughs> we had a table in the, uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, coffee table where, you know, somebody gets smashed into. And they said, oh, we, we need to, uh, we're going to stand on this, so we need to have it reinforced. The special effects is in there welding and putting it all back together. And I get it. I have it for all of five minutes. And we're like, bring it to set. Now, I'm, I'm trying to make this steel look like wood. I don't have time, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> One of the things I do is I'll make a tape board. Well, I'll get some tape, put it on a board, wood grain it, you know, make it look like wood. And then I can take that tape, pull it off of that board, stick it on something else, right? Ah. And I do that a lot. It's, gotcha. That tape board, you know, is, is a magical thing. So basically right. now you got a roll of tape that looks like wood. Now i got a roll of tape that looks like the wood that I want it to look like. Not right. just any old wood, but, you know, this wood that Ash, we use. poplar, walnut, you name boom, it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right? Just like that. But that means... Ding, ding, ding. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I just listened to you no, guys. No, no. It's all good. That's a big Ron. Yeah. Big you, Ron. So ready to go? Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, that's, that, that's the trick. And so it's one of the, tri one of the many tricks. My question for you, having grown up in Southern California, being somewhat adjacent, I would think, to the film industry. Like, I grew up on the East Coast, so I mm -hmm. had no sort of affinity to Hollywood. Even before I came to California, I really never had a sort of dream of living in California because I'm a New York City East Coast kid. Yeah. And, but once I got out here and I started working in the industry and I started to understand the real lived history of Hollywood, um, like I, I remember um, in the first year that I lived in L.A., I went to Musso and Frank's. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to Musso and Frank's and to, I started to understand, you know, this was one of the oldest restaurants in Hollywood. And I started to get that sense of history, that sense of like real human connection to place and and started to pick up on why people really gravitated or or found any fascination in like Hollywood lore. Yeah. Did you ever really pick up on that growing, you know, growing up in Southern California and did that sort of hook you into the business at all? <laughs> Not really. No, I, right. I as a kid, 
we were broke, you know. Right. Uh, dad was a preacher, my mom, you know. We were, they broke up, things got um, funky in the family, and all of a sudden we were, you know, moving out onto the, not necessarily onto the street. I wasn't homeless, but, you know, damn close, you know. Yeah, you were and, California uh, dreaming. Yeah, no, we were yeah. not California dreaming. <laughs> and, and, and so, but, I, but I've seen, you know, some of the more impoverished aspects of California. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, and part of it, you know. Uh, and so, no, I, first generation, for one thing, in my family. Uh, right. Because there are people whose, you know, families are movies. But no, I, I, my interest in it is, is, is purely, you know, for, it was a necessity for one thing. I, I wanted to get out of the painting world that I was in, and it became what, what it, it was what happened. You know, I just, you know, one thing led to another. And, and I was in the industry, you know, before I knew it. Oh, and then I was in the union before I knew it. I didn't even know what a union was. I it wasn't it, it was like, what is this? What I want to do? Painters right. union, yeah, right? You know, I always thought union workers are just you know lazy, you know, they, they just <laughs> right. you know, biscuit eaters, you know. But uh, no, we work our dicks off. Oh yeah, and and I know, you know, yeah. we, we get to work at six, we work until you know nine. We get that fifteen minutes, and we go right back at it hard and grind until noon. We get right. that you know that thirty, 30 minutes, minute and break, then we're yeah. you know you poof, you grind again, right. and then you're off. But it's it's that grind, and you work in, you're working, you're sweating, you know, you're out in the warehouse, you, you know, right. and, and we work. I, I've been in it. I did Jurassic World. I did two of them. But I, I was wound up being the set, the, uh, the set deck painter on Jurassic World 2. And, uh, you, know, you know, we're building dinosaurs, and they're handed to me as bare styrofoam. And I've got a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concreting, the, putting this, this, this plaster on them. Brushing it out to give it a bone texture, spraying that with you know uh, with pr- primer and then a finish coat and then a glaze to make it look like it's been weathered in the you know Kahlua, Kualoa Ranch for the last you know, <laughs> wherever we are you know right, right. for 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 years and those things you know were heavy. I could stand inside of the rib cage of one of these. I'm six foot five. You know, I used to be six six. <laughs> I'm six five. <laughs> But I could, you know, I could raise my hand and there is an eight foot high rib cage, you wow. know, and I'm just like, man, this and it's hard work. And, you, and you're doing this day in, day out. It's just a grind, you yeah, know. How long would it take you to, to do one of those? Uh... One rib? Well, you, one <laughs> no, because it's what it was. You know, one rib took hours. You oh, know? so <laughs> this is a rib of like a like an actual skeleton, large skeleton? Yeah, yeah. They have a bronchiosaur. And right. it's, so that's a, you know, it's a 60, 70 foot long animal wow, you know damn. yeah the head is only this big but, right, the, right. but you know you the get body. up into the body yeah and uh yeah we're, it was hard work there was a lot of it you have kids i do i've got a 31 year old son a 28 year old daughter and a 20 year old daughter okay and um my, yeah, my youngest is a, a junior in college right now okay you know and and i've raised them all in with this industry uh as my my foundation I, you know, as a house painter, it wasn't going to cut it, you know. So you, the, I'm sorry, you didn't have your kids when you were in Oregon. I had a uh, babe in arms when I moved to Oregon. My son was, was zero years old. He mm. was two months old when we landed. Wow. And, uh, and I got in the industry three months after that. That's why I know, oh, yeah, I've been in the industry for 31 years. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and my life is, is, is gauged that way. You know, oh, yeah, my mom died. I was on uh, Wrinkle in Time. My dad died. I was working on Miami Vice. My, my daughter was born. It was, uh, you know, um, a life less ordinary. Uh, you know, it, 
uh, you know, all these milestones in my life, I can remember exactly what year it was because right. I know what movie I was working on. Right. It's wild, you're right? right and my yeah. daughter was married on Twister. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it goes on and on and on, you know. And, wow. and, and you know, and I adopted my 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 second, my third child um, from Haiti, and we were on uh, Guess Who with uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, ah, Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac right. And uh, and and it's, but yeah, and, and I remember bringing you know her to set as a <laughs> as an eighteen month old child, and it's so right I could see who we just went and got you right, know right, from right. Haiti. It That's was pretty amazing. cool. Everybody was very happy to, for yeah. us, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 so and yeah, and and my life is that way. It's been and so I've been able to you know afford a, a decent you know living for my family, you know, the, the education housing, everything has been, you know, so much better because we work, because I work union, my wife worked on and off, you know, here and there, but, and eventually, you know, more and more, but, um, but I was able to do, you know, almost the, 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 the 50s dad thing, right, you know, right, where, right. you know, one income and have the mom at home, you know, she was, you know, having kids and homeworking and doing all the things, you right. know. That's what, that's what traditionally we call a middle-class lifestyle yeah, yeah right you know it's not flamboyant no it's yeah. not flamboyant yeah. it's just it's it's straight up yeah. you know right, but it, it provides for you to be able to do the things that you want to do and provide for your family which yeah. is very cool yeah yeah, yeah. well I, I mean one thing i was i was thinking one thing i was thinking was that when you had your son when you had your first child you didn't know you were going to work in the industry Mm-mm, so i'm curious how having spent the last 31 years in the industry and how how has the industry changed perhaps the way you imagined your family life was going to be like wow you know uh <laughs> big question and i i've got a lot of answers for you right now i one of the things the industry does is it it does you know it does help you to provide for your family but it also separates you from yes. your family and I'm um, I'm currently uh, divorced. I, I've been married for 35, 33 years. Um, been with her for 35 years. <laughs> okay, doctor, where's the couch? I, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, but but here I am. You know, I, I've, I've I've raised my family. I, I, I and I love my wife, my kids. You know, but you know things change, and and I change, and we change, and that that industry, you know, you're not home. You're I, I travel more now than ever. You know, the incentive programs and things that are happening all over the world. I, there was an incentive in it, Italy when I was there. You know, there was probably an incentive in Hungary when I was there. But, of course, there was. And, and, and you know, so same thing with Oklahoma and, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta. But it does separate you. And it puts you uh, at a disadvantage. You know, you come home after, you know, three months, four months away, and uh, you're he's kind of a stranger, you know, you, the, you, you, and, and your energy is different and than the energy that's been in the home, right. in your house, you know. So I said, all right, well, I got an apartment in, in, that I, you know, working in L.A., I wound up, you know, working, you, we can't, you know, we do a 12, 14-hour day. I'm not driving back to Ojai. No. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just stay here in Inglewood. I got a nice little spot, you know. Right. And, um it's almost obvious what was going to happen, but it, yeah. but it wasn't so obvious to me. So boom, you know, and, and it happens, and um, and I, I'm do, I'm living with that, and it's I'm working it out, and I think it's going to yeah. be fine. I know it's going to be fine. It's just you know you have to 
you know, move and grow. Yeah. And, uh, but the industry is, is such that know that this is what it can be like. And you've got to have a super, super strong. And I, I believe I had a super strong connection with my wife. And, you know, it, it, and we do. Yeah, and we mar- still do. You your know? marriage lasted 35 years. You oh, said. yeah. 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 And, and we're still good friends. You know, it's not right. like, you know, oh, I hate you. And what's half, Eddie? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking. Half, we're, we're, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but everything, you know, it's not everything's not cool and copacetic, but everything is, 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 is familiar and family. And, you know, we've had plans all these years. You know, we've got friends in common from the industry and out, you know, that we want to keep. You know, our lives somewhat. It sounds like the nature, been. the nature of your personal relationship with your wife has changed. It has indeed. Yeah, but but you're you're all still family. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, and that's healthy. Thank you. I think so too. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I thank you for speaking upon that because I, I was not going to ask that question. But I was. I didn't think, and I didn't know. I, no, I didn't no, mean to you can't. No, 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 not at all. And and I, I thought, oh, I'm gonna really bring it for for Spoon and BC today, you know, <laughs> who knows what I'm going to talk about. I've got so many things I can talk about. You right, know? Right, I, could, right. I, could, I could talk about one show for the whole right, hour, right, right, you know, because exactly. there's, there's so many things that happen. I, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I wound up in New Orleans in 2010. This was right during the, the uh, Deepwater Horizon uh, yes, episode, you know. Right. I was there to do Michael Mann's daughter, Amy, directed, um, what was it called? Um, uh, Killing Fields. Yes. And Texas Killing Fields. Yes. And we were out there at night, you know, for uh, five weeks, all nights in the swamps, you know, with, uh, it, it was such hard work. It, you know, the bugs would just attack your car when you rolled into the <laughs> right. parking lot. You knew you had to get out in it. And I'm like, oh, exactly. shit. Again, you know. Like, yeah, bring your ass out <laughs> yeah, here. Come on. We got something you, for you. You six foot six, right? We going to get <laughs> it all. It's fine, man. It's fine. <laughs> but, man. <laughs> but, but, and again, I could go on and on just about that movie because it right. was there five weeks, but I mean, Everything happened, you right, know. Right. It was New Orleans, and it, and then I wound up doing Deepwater Horizon, you know, with oh, wow. with with uh, uh, was Mark our director, Wahlberg, right? Mark Wahlberg. No, yeah. yeah, Mark Wahlberg. I was trying to think of our director, who's uh, Pete Berg. Pete Berg, fabulous okay. man. Yeah, I did, you know, Battleship with him as well. Ah, so you know, uh, Ozzy. Yeah, Richard Oswald. God, yeah. What it was? Ah, yeah. But yeah, but that you know, fun movies, you know, and I could talk forever about any of those. But right, but right. I wanted to bring not only those stories, but the the, the life story that happens to us here in this industry yeah. in, in where we give all of ourselves. Yes. Because I do. I give all of myself. I don't I belong to that company for three months when I'm out in Africa or when I'm out in fucking Utah. Or when, <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I'm walking I'm standing on that building. I'm painting and a moose walks by. I'm like, oh, fucking moose. You know, oh, moose. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't see that shit in L.A., in LA you know? No. And so, I, but so, yeah, but 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 everywhere I get this yeah. adventure. I'm at Falls de Iguazu in Brazil. Holy shit, I've never known water to be this vast and moving with this much force. And Victoria Falls, and, uh, you know, yeah. we've seen some shit. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. And I see the world. It's yeah. just incredible. Well, you know, it's interesting you say... You see the world, but it's kind of like, you know, it's like joining the Navy. Come on, son. You're going to see the world. <laughs> and it's like, no. 
I'm actually making a huge sacrifice yeah. to be in those situations. I mean, they're wonderful. Mm -hmm. They're wonderful adventures. They're they're once in a lifetime opportunities that most people don't get. Yeah, but I'm walking through Uruguay alone. I'm walking through, you know, Falls de Iguazu alone. I, you know, I'm with this crew member who's alone. Right, you know, and right, we're, exactly. I'm not with my family and a lot of these. And I have brought them. They've come to Hong Kong. They've come to Africa. They've come to, you know, different places. But it's not like, you know, they're, we're on vacation. They're yeah. there on, on vacation. vacation. I am on location. location. Yeah, yes, exactly. sir. And yes, it's, it's, exactly. it's, <laughs> it's location, not yeah, vacation. Yeah, it's not, yeah. But yeah, that, I, I, go ahead. No, I, I hear where you're coming from. But I, I because do. Because they're not perks. What I'm saying is like, no, no. actually, well, I, I look, I always look at them as perks. Yeah. Well, I'm saying they're not perks that should be counted. So it's like, I, I, I pay you, but just keep in mind, you know, you're getting all this great experience and you get to see things and you get to go on location. But your ass is mine. Exactly. 14 and that's hours my, or more a my, day if I point. want it's it. Like, that's sort of, I think that's, that's, that's gravy. But that's not a perk that should be factored into my rate. No, it's not really. No, it isn't. But I, I that's at, the passion tax. I think people I, un, there's an unspoken right, but there's I, an unspoken expectation exactly. that that you're lucky to be here because. Right. But I, I I consider I don't mind paying the passion tax. Right. I, I, I because because I don't know in any other business that's going to take me to these different places. And one of the that things. That is going to, and they also pay me pay me to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and I mean, take care of me. I mean, and I get it. I get that, you know, I'm going to be away from home and you're going to basically, like you said, you could kind of like own me. Um, and, but I, I, I really, I, I guess I just really said, I, I'm good. I'm with it. I just like, you know, like, hey, we're going to do this. I signed on the dotted line. It's just like when you said, let's start this thing. And I was like, yes! Before, right. like, before he even finished that, I was like, yes, I'm down. But I mean, for me, I loved it because I was able to travel, or I'm still able to travel the world. And even though that I had, there's certain things that I have to do and, and there's certain places that I have to be at, at a time and, and I've got to keep it all together, I, I enjoy it. I had an opportunity to work overseas. I, I worked in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I weighed all the options, and I looked at it as a situation where I said to myself, nobody is going to offer a guy like me a job like this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Right. And I understand how risky it is. I mean, I was really risking my life mm -hmm. to live and work on a base, an army base that was getting shelled by mortars every day you well, know thank you thank you, know. you no but at the same time I, I i for for lack of a better term i paid that passion tax because i was like this is something that was only going to come once in my life and and i decided to go you know there are other factors you know I, part of it was the money and part of it was i felt that i could learn something about the what was going on in the war, I had my opinions about it, and I figured, well, let me go there, let me see it for myself, and um, and yeah, and so I, and so I went. But that passion tax, you know, I think in our industry, I'm paying it now. This is the passion tax. You're, right. you're where I'm at right now with my with my with my wife, with your family, with my ex-wife, you know, and with my family. Things, you know, mm. it gets it gets rough, 
That's the passion tag. I didn't think yeah. about it that way. I didn't either until you said it. And they were like, oh, yeah. Fucking right, they, they, passion tag. <laughs> <laughs> you may, not pay, it, you may <laughs> not pay it now. <laughs> but you might pay it later. It hurts. Hey, it hurts. Good, I, don't fucking, I know they're listening. So guess what? It hurts. <laughs> <my fucking. laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I wanted to talk about in this industry is, you know, because you were talking to people and their, you know, they, there's personalities in this industry. And, yeah. and so much of what we do is psychology. You know, we've got to come and get our thing done, our little task, you know, and it's stepping on the toes of this guy who's trying to get his task done. So if you go to a car that we're about to shoot and there's a sound man in there trying to plant a microphone, there's a grip trying to rig a camera, <laughs> there's a painter trying to knock out some dull, dull some chrome, you know, the set dresser's trying to, you know, get the Jesus to stand right up on the... <laughs> dolly on the, grip's trying to practice the dolly dashboard. <laughs> All of us. And it's a car, you know, it's a goddamn <laughs> Honda, you know, so we're all... <laughs> And so you've Yo, got Vinny, to, can you move away? Right. We're trying to make sure we don't see any reflections. I can't breathe. And you know, yeah. And so there's Is all this going cover, on. Cover the lens. Yeah. Cover the lens. Yeah. Right. There's all that, and so so much of it is is psychology. We've got to come in thinking about the other guy. And, you know, and thinking about his craft. And you know, you got to know, like you were saying, you know, you got to know everybody else's craft. Right. Um, uh, and 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 it's 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 funny the. Um, the way we have to think on yeah. set, you know. Yeah. It really is. It's a it's a collaboration. It's mm -hmm. a t it's a team effort. I I can't stress that anymore. You have to be a team player to be on to work in the movie business. Cuz if you're yeah. not, you eventually you're just going to get pushed out. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're not a team player I mean, and sometimes, you know, it, it we were talking we had the whole conversation about egos. We were talking to Nancy and that's when you have to you know, you got to deflate your ego a little bit. And, you know, sometimes your ego is the inflated one and someone's got to deflate their ego for you. And you've got to learn how to get, do that give and take. <laughs> and you can feel it when you, it's you. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you can't, it's almost like you can't apologize. Enough, right, right, you know, right. But exactly. you, gotta, you go, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes with time on set, age, you know, you know just mm -hmm. experience. Read the room. Read the room. Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Abby's up. The Abby Abby is, is up. Yeah. Now, you know, there's some ADs that say Abby, but then, you know, okay, Abby, Abby, and then uh, Abby too. Right. You know, I was like, or the, oh, or the, you know what is, what is, what's the, uh, the Abitini? <laughs> <laughs> Which means, oh, damn, we got another couple hours. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, really this good. is the real Abby. Abby right. Mm. This is the real Abby. So, nice. um, question is, who would you like to listen to on the podcast? I, I mentioned Don Sparks earlier. I would love to see and okay. hear him here because he's, he's got stories. He's got, right. you know, he's got, inf he's got so much uh, experience in the industry. Uh, I'd love to hear his story um, and how he, how he got in and, 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 you know, who was his mentor. Right. Uh, and, and you should uh, live down the street from Vinnie J. Yeah, right. <laughs> In Sintown. Right. We call it Sintown, <laughs> Pomona, that part of town, Sintown. Don Sparks. Um, and and Andy Flores, he's a he's a standby painter. I'd love to hear Andy Flores in here, see what he has to say. He's funny, you know. There's so many characters in the paint world, um, in, in the construction world. Uh, Michael Deersing. You know who he is? Michael yes, Deersing's the construction coordinator. He's phenomenal. And he would be excellent in here because he's, he's – 
He's got so much information. He talks. He's, he's in the middle of the shit, you know, construction right. coordinator. He's in charge of special effects, paint, plaster, uh, you know. Carpenter. Carpenters. You know, yeah, yeah, set makers. All that, you know. So he's got a lot of people that he's juggling, you know. Uh, he'd be amazing to hear from. Michael Deersing. He'd probably be my first. Okay. And then, yeah, Don Sparks, Andy mm-hmm. Flores. Andy Flores. Okay. In that order. Go, go, go. And Martini's up. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Martini, Martini. Yes. Uh, what are you? What are you? Uh, what are you watching these days? You know, it's funny, and I got two that I watched that turned me on, um, and they were both recommendations from on set. This PA, uh, I was working in Cincinnati, and I had on my Judas Priest shirt, and he's always is that Attack on Titan. I'm like, I like, no, it's Judas Priest. What the fuck's wrong it's with a, you? It's an anime. It's an anime. It's badass. <laughs> I was shocked. Well, I'm a metalhead. The music was all, you know, so good. And right. it's not just metal. They had just the Japanese, their music. <laughs> They've all sold their souls to the devil. I mean, it's just <laughs> so good. <laughs> and I remember calling my son, you know, God, there was all this meaning behind their passionate cartoon. What the? Is it? Am I supposed to be understanding this to be like a... A commentary on society? What what is this? You know, I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. And it was, you know, this it's it's rough wow. to watch, you know, Attack on Titan, but it's bad to the bone. I love mm. I watched all of it. I read <laughs> I read it because you, you, I didn't know you could dub it. I was subbing it, you know. <laughs> sub and dub. I'm like, oh okay. I mean, all right, I finally got to hear it. But I loved it. Um that was that. Uh while I was in um Italy, I wound up, you know, watching some TV. <laughs> I know you're supposed to be out partying all the time, but no, no, no. <laughs> and I watched Extraordinary Attorney Wu, another one that I had to read all the way through. It was Is a, it anime it's, also? No, sir. It's a, a, it's Korean. a Korean It's yeah. a Korean kind of rom-com. Okay. Uh, autistic attorney. Fabulous. And I'm fucking crying my eyes out. <laughs> Every episode, you know, I just, I, I even made the music, the, the opening music, you know, my ringtone. I was just, I loved it so much. And wow. I'm such a softie, I guess, that way. I, uh, <laughs> that one I just found. Wow. Uh, just uh, flipping through the I channels? Just, just flipping through the channels, uh, I guess, if you want to call it flipping, you know, you're scrolling. <laughs> right. uh, and then <laughs> browsing. I like to call it browsing. Okay, no. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like Will TV. <laughs> 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 2022. Exactly. Um, and then uh, another, it, <laughs> uh, another, uh, another recommendation. Mm was uh, uh, just over last show in Twister. I was talking to the kid doing the uh, documentary stuff in the background. And he said, oh, Succession. Have you seen that? Succession. I, 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 caught, I caught a couple of them, but I, I just couldn't. You know, it has to, you, it has to grab you. It grabbed It just me. didn't grab me. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Clanked onto my right. chest, yeah. pulled me forward. I liked it a lot. I okay. enjoyed watching it. But, you know... And now I get to get in the, you know, the, the ritzy airplanes and walking through the, you know, the high-priced office buildings and mansions, and, you know, it was fun. It was right. fun. It was really hard for me in the beginning to get into it because on one hand, I was like, I don't like any of these people. Like, <laughs> why am I watching this? But there was just this really subtle, really dry humor. And, yeah. I, and I know it's billed as a comedy, but you're like watching it. And I'm like, this, is this supposed to be funny? Like, and yeah. I started to pick up on the humor, and I was like, okay, I, 
I can keep going with this. And and throughout the whole series, I mean, what they did, like three, four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I was I was able to. I went. I did the whole thing. And oh, you'd be like, okay. "Fuck off, everybody, <laughs> fuck off, fuck off." And I was like, "That's so good." And I started I started using "fuck off" way too much. I'm like, oh, oh, "Fuck off, fuck off," you know. <laughs> I guess I'm a little comfortable with that. <laughs> He's Dad. just doing his Logan Roy. Leave him alone. Daddy, I'm hungry. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> You're not very serious people. <laughs> oh, God. So much fun. So much fun. I, what a pleasure. And, and, and I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It's, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. There's another one's called Fucking Canceled. I love this. What's that about? It's, it's about uh, identitarianism. And uh, they're Canadians. The one that drew me in was they were talking about black American English as a dialect. Ebonics. You've got to check it out. It's fucking canceled. It, it, that fucking canceled. Fucking, okay. I'll tell you, I'll send you a link of the one. Okay, cool, I, cool. I, yeah. But then they're all good. I'm, they're they're uh-huh. clever, funny, and, uh, and real. You know, that's the thing about yeah. podcasts. People are real. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing that we wanted to make sure... We, we wanted to give a, a, a platform to where the people who are on the front lines, and I always say this, people who are on the front lines making the movies, making the TV, making the videos, but making it happen. You know what I mean? And that's you. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Go back well, to my Well, before, leave, before, before you leave, leave we're going to do... Is yeah, there's more? I, uh, oh, ADR. Yeah, no, exactly. ADR time. My name is Vinny J. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vinny J. I could go ahead. So, call it. Call it. Oh, ah, there's that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap. <laughs>That was just great. That was great. <laughs> I could have I could have done that for another two hours. Yeah, Vinny J, he's the man. Um, really good friend. Uh, really talented and uh, a really good guy. Yeah, no, I I he just had a super duper like cool attitude. Like <laughs> I wish I worked on a show with Vinny J. Yes, you would love working on a show with Vinny J. Um, thanks again, Vinny J, for coming out. Thank you, Vinny. And. Um, Next week, we got Andrea Jackson. It's going to be on the show as our guest. Andrea Jackson is a hair department head. Yep. Head of the hair department. We worked with her on Snowfall. Yes, we did. And um, she's worked on several big films and TV shows. Yeah. I think she did Big George Foreman last year. New movie. Yeah. Came yeah. Out new last movie year. came out. Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, he, she worked on, uh, here we go. I worked with her on Ali. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you on the next one. My name is Spoon. And this is BC. Until next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.